Hello and welcome to the monthly Ordnance Power Hour podcast. I'm Sergeant First Class Wooldridge, the newly appointed Explosive Ordnance Disposal Talent Management NCO. I'll be your host this month, joined by recently promoted, congratulations by the way, Thank Master you. Sergeant Johnston. Master Sergeant Johnston is the 89 Bravo Talent Manager, uh, I believe 89 Alpha as well. Yes. And has agreed to join me today and discuss when and why soldiers should contact their CMF management team. We're also going to attempt to eliminate the stigma associated with contacting your branch team. I think it's fair to say we do not have the same views and perspectives as the career branches may have in the past. Master Sergeant Johnson, thank you again for helping me with my first Ordnance Power Hour. Thank you for asking me to co-host with you. This is exciting. I'm excited for your first podcast and even more so for this topic. I think it's so important to continue talking about the future of HRC and the People First strategy. Definitely. I've actually got uh, countless stories of soldiers that contacted their assignment manager only to be scolded or uh, put on blast. <gasps> Once, uh, like a friend of mine contacted our assignment manager asking about like a prospective future assignment, and the assignment manager replied to his email and CC'd all of our sergeant's major, asking why this soldier had had the nerve to contact his branch team without first going through his NCO support channel. you got to be kidding me. How embarrassing. I would not be able to trust my career management team after that. How rude. Yeah, I think we're, we're still kind of trying to come back from that. Um, so we're here to tell you that the days of things like this happening are over, and they have been for actually quite some time. Mm -hmm. The HRC motto is people first, and we really do take it seriously. HRC takes the motto so seriously that talent managers literally are unable to take administrative actions that would not be in the best interest of the service member. You can direct your messages to us through Teams, phone calls, or you can even email your talent manager or assignment manager with your questions or concerns without having to worry about wasting their time or upsetting them. Yeah, definitely. And we have our Facebook group as well that we're trying to get out there. Um, so a less formal way of contacting us. Right. And I, I actually, I brought up Teams. I think that that's, uh, at least in the 89 Delta population, we have a an EOD-wide teams group that is only used by what seems like a, a handful of people, although everyone in, in EOD is in it. So mm -hmm. I would encourage that anybody who's got a teams group for your CMF, try to get into that and, and see if your HRC representative has a part in it. Mm -hmm. So with all these improving ways to communicate, I will say the only thing I would remind everyone is that remember when you're communicating through unofficial channels, you're still considered a soldier and you must retain your tact when addressing leaders and civilians. You might be on your personal Facebook page, but you are communicating as a uniformed service member. Yes, very well put, very well put. So um, when and why should a soldier or someone contact their CMF management team? Um, so I guess we, we can talk about a couple examples. I would start by saying um, or talking about the enlisted manning cycles, also known as marketplaces or EMCs. If there's something that you think your talent manager needs to know before the market begins, you should probably contact them around at least 45 days prior to that market opening date. Mm -hmm. Examples of things like um, that your talent manager may need to know before the opening date are if you have changes in your EFMP or MACP status or any special uh, category stabilization. Special category stabilizations include uh, stabilizations like first sergeant stabilization, high school stabilization, uh, retirement stabilization, and there's a couple other exceptions. If your stabilization isn't approved prior to the market opening, 
we will not pull you from the market, but it is nice to know that your stabilization is pending so that we can have an idea of how many soldiers the market may have upon its completion. Yeah, definitely. Uh, another question that we get asked often about marketplaces is whether getting promoted will change your assignment. A promotion will only change your assignment if the place of duty you're assigned to does not have a position for you to fill with that new rank. So this typically only happens when service members are promoted to Master Sergeant because there's only so many Master Sergeant positions at each duty location. If you're um, a Staff Sergeant getting promoted to Sergeant First Class, there's a good, there's, there's a really good chance that the place that you're going is going to have Sergeant First Class positions for you to fill. Yes. Um, sometimes we even get calls or emails asking about why a soldier's YMAV has changed. That's actually been happening uh, a lot very recently. There are a lot of different reasons for your YMAV to change. Uh, some examples would be if you get flagged, um, if you get an approved stabilization, or if your EFMP expires. Uh, soldiers will tell us that they found, sometimes we'll, we'll find that soldiers are doing research on their future positions and they'll tell us that they found an open position on ACT or maybe even now with IPSE, they found an open position in IPSE and they want to know if they can be placed in this new open position that they found. Mm. Unfortunately in most cases the answer is no. A lot uh, of times they're finding non-active right. assignments as well. And then I guess we could also bring into the fact that um, Reassignments Division, RD, they work with the Army, uh, the ACMG, the Army Component Manning Guidance, active, sorry, active component manning guidance yes. to decide which opening should be filled most urgently. So just because you see an assignment is open doesn't mean that the Army necessarily needs to fill that assignment over a different one. Yeah, great point. And we cover that in our pre-market brief as well. Right. Uh, the list of which units get priority fill according to the ACMG is something that we refer to as the one to end list. And this list is what helps generate the marketplace and place service members in different positions. The only way you typically get an assignment outside of that would be a nominative position that you apply for. Yes, and then typically the talent management NCOs will reach out to the soldiers when they have a nominative assignment available and say, hey, if you meet these requirements, contact me, or I've seen that you meet these requirements, do you want the position? Right, exactly. And then there's also some nominative positions that aren't done through the talent managers, they're done through a different branch, mm -hmm. uh, like, like TWI, for instance, training with industry. Uh, speaking of nominative positions, we actually get qu uh, asked quite often whether we can put soldiers into drill sergeant or recruiter positions, and the answer to this question is yes. Yes, please. <laughs> so long as you can meet the minimum qualifications, we have a need for drill sergeants and recruiters. Uh, we as talent managers are the ones to review and release to the drill and recruiting branches, and there's also AIT instructor positions, which are the most requested assignments we receive. Unfortunately, most individuals who request are not qualified. Uh, Army Regulation 614-200 outlines the minimum requirements, but with so many requests, it becomes very competitive, and we must select the best suited NCOs for the job. I would say that self-reflection can save you a lot of heartache prior to reaching out to us for a nominative assignment like AIT instructor. Yes, and if you think that your um, maybe requirements could be waived, that's de definitely something you can reach out to us about. Uh, we don't have, there are a few things that can be waived. We don't have a ton, but if you think, you know, oh, I, you know, I just barely don't make this cutoff, reach out. Maybe we can make something work. Exactly. Um, and then our AIT instructor positions are marketplace positions. Is that true for your MOS? Your 
Um, mm -hmm. It depends. Sometimes, sometimes they are, and sometimes we do that out of cycle as well because okay. there's there's been shortages. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So I usually tell my people, um, you're for A9 alphas and Bravos, well Bravos at that point. You're close to the marketplace, look for it in the marketplace, and I put you on a short list of people who I want to make sure I screen because you still do need to get screened even though you go into the marketplace for a position such as instructor. Right. Um, I know that everyone is eagerly waiting for us to talk about IPSE. The recent brownout and transition of our uh, human resource systems to IPSE has qu caused quite a ruckus. Sometimes it feels like we're building a plane while flying it, but that is the nature of things. Because of this, there are a lot of IPSE questions that we just do not have answers to. The IPSE teams are working very hard to address the field's questions and concerns, and they've even set up a Microsoft Teams and a Facebook page specifically to answer service member questions in regards to IPSE um, questions and concerns. Yeah, and they've set up many ways to watch short videos on a multitude of topics, uh, YouTube, Instagram. There's like so much out there on IPSE, and I know that we want um, the short answer quickly, but sometimes going and doing your own research provides more knowledge on the subject. I think it's also important to remember that we're working through the same new system as everyone else. Right. Um, oftentimes the best place to find the answer when it comes to IPSE is your unit or the internet because we're going to do the same for you. When you call and ask us, well, how do I do this? I promise you I'm Googling it, same as you. Maybe using a couple different keywords, but it's not it's not so far out of the league of the, the soldier. Um, I even actually submitted my absence request uh, through my phone yesterday. That's, so that's one of the I really interesting things I like about IPSE is, is that you don't always have to be at work or on an enterprise system. You can do everything mm -hmm. from your phone. Yeah, it took a minute to get like the initial setup done um, because you had to like add a certain thing to like your VPNs or something. It was, it was a little crazy, but there were, the instructions were very clear. It was like, do this, do this, do this. Like even as far as like saying click done, you know? <laughs> it was right. like touch the done name or whatever word. And I was like, oh, okay. Did everything, it took me less than five minutes. I had my absence submitted and good to go for this four day. So that was awesome. Um, is there anything else that you think we could talk about? Maybe um, MACP coordination? Uh, yeah, so as far as like when soldiers call us, I know we're talking about like the stigma behind the um, calling branch and, and what they should talk to us about, but MACP is important just to kind of give us a, a heads up. I know sometimes soldiers will call me and say, uh, you know, I'm probably going to get married next year. Well, I don't need to know that. Congratulations, <laughs> right? But a little too soon. But if you've gotten married and you've submitted your PAR and you have your paperwork for MACP and you're like in the market, let's just say, you're mm -hmm. in the market and you just got married, definitely call us. Call your talent management or your assignment management NCO uh, and let them know this is going to affect my assignment in the next you know, couple of months. Right. We don't want to leave that open um, for you to receive an assignment and your spouse to receive a separate location and then try to coordinate from there. Yeah, that's that is too late. That's the last thing we want to see. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, if we have to coordinate with another branch, uh, they're typically in the same office as us, so we can just walk a couple steps over and mm -hmm. talk to the branch manager for your spouse. Or at least on the same floor. Exactly. And I'm not above walking around trying to find people to make sure that people are uh, co-located with their spouse because that's I find it important. Like we said, soldiers first, right? Um, I know that you and I 
and the ordinance branch truly believes that and we believe that we have the support from our um, leaders in the in HRC to really make sure that that happens. I agree entirely. Um, what about questions that you get often asking about the enlisted manning cycles, things that maybe not everyone gets to have those pre-market briefs that we get, that we give? Yeah, so um, I mean, number one, I reference them to the pre-market brief. Uh, we have this open to all ordnance soldiers. It's on our ordnance HRC page, like the actual website. Um, the dates that we have them, we just had one yesterday. There'll be another one, I think, in May. Um, just because of the way that the EMCs shifted and combined, you know, e EMC 2401 and 2402. But um, number one, I'll, I'll refer them to that. And then you and I have recorded one so that they'll get the slides and the actual voice recording of like explaining all of the slides. So number two, I would ask if they'd like that. Right. Um, and then if what I tell soldiers every time I send any information to them, I say, hey, look this over. Give me a call back. And uh, if they say, yeah, I'd love to talk about it, but they don't give me any kind of like hard uh, timeline, I'll force it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I want to make sure we connect, right? right? So I'll say, great, I'm available on this day at this time or this day at this time. And then that kind of blocks them into a, a choosing something that will connect them back with me so that I don't give them information and then they're out there flapping, thinking, well, I don't know what this slide even meant, right? right. And if for some reason they don't have access to one of the work computers, we, at the last briefing, we actually had quite a few people join, which seemed to be on their phones. Yeah. So um, that's something you can also do. Yeah. The link is definitely open. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be on a government-issued laptop or computer or something like that. Um, questions we usually get about EMCs uh, are, am I going to get to stay with my spouse, which kind of links into the MACP. Mm -hmm. uh, what happens if my child or my spouse or whatever, we have EFMP, um, a situ EFMP situation, what's going to happen then, uh, which, and, and every, I won't say every, but in the ordinance branch, we all handle things similarly, but not the same. So I don't want to speak for one talent management NCO and then have it be different for another one. Right. So I will say that, that we do take MACP and EFMP very seriously. Um, we do our absolute best to ensure you understand your available options, where your spouse can go and where you can go, because sometimes those two don't match up. And then as far as EFMP, once you're in the market, we will send you or you can request your EFMP list to see where you could end up. Mm -hmm. And then you can base your preferences off of this. Because what we don't want to see happen is you preference your top five. And none of them are the EFMP locations. Exactly. And so then you get your top you, you get your, your number 10 choice, but really it was your top 10 choice because we couldn't have sent you to the exactly. first five. So, um, and, and some people, they get upset, you know, like they didn't understand that. So we try to help make sure that that is understandable and that they're not feeling like they're getting screwed over mm -hmm. <laughs> by HRC. Um, really, it just, it's important to us that the population knows we are here for them. and. Even if it, I did have, I had a soldier one time who said um, on our ammunition page on Facebook, they said, Branch won't help. And I was like, hi, I'm Branch, how can <laughs> I help? <laughs> and they said, uh, oh, was, you know, it wasn't talking about you, it was talking about the, the p previous person or whatever. And I said, well, let's, let's help you, right? 
And so I said, send me the transcript, send me what you sent to them, and let's figure out your situation. And they did. And I, um, I had to email them back and say, hey, I know it sucks to get an answer you don't want, but mm -hmm. your answer, you were given an answer. You were given a response, an adequate one, and I know it feels like you weren't heard because they maybe quickly answered, but you were given a response. The correct answer, although blunt, maybe? Yeah, yeah, right. it, was, it was definitely um, like cut and dry, but it was an honest answer of like, I, I forget the situation, but let's, we'll just pretend they wanted to be a drill sergeant and they were a sergeant or something, you know, They're like, an E5. yeah, they weren't at that level yet to do it. And so it was like, thank you for your inquiry. However, we can't help you right now. And so it wasn't like as clear, clear as mm -hmm. it could have been. But in the end, the soldier said, hey, thank you so much for explaining this a little bit further. And I understand that like, things don't always go my way and I appreciate you taking the time to help clear this up. So, I mean, really it's just a matter of making sure that we're connecting with people in the way that they need us to connect with them. Right, and I guess the, the only thing that the soldier can really do when they're about to call us is be prepared to brief us the situation because mm -hmm. although we, our populations in 89 Alpha, Bravo, and Delta aren't the biggest, they're, they're pretty big. So if you call, I don't automatically know your situation. So you, you, you gotta tell me what's going on and how I can help you. And if you had, a, if you had something going on with the previous um, talent manager, please tell me what you had discussed with that person so that I can then help you. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I have no way to track everything that the, my predecessor did. Right, oh and one more thing I wanted to mention. So like you mentioned we have a lot of soldiers, so let's say we'd have like at least 5,000 each, right? right. Um, it's okay for the junior enlisted soldiers to call us. Absolutely. I get a lot of NCOs calling and saying, well, hey, I'm calling about my soldier, or I'm calling about this soldier who used to be my soldier. And Which I'm is like, great. It's great that they do that too. Yes, absolutely. Like You can advocate for your soldier, but it helps me to hear it from the soldier as well. Um, and no subject is taboo. Right. Right. So if you have, um, there's going to be certain things where like, Maybe you don't want to go to Korea because you don't want to leave your dogs or something like that. It mm -hmm. seems silly to talk to Branch about that, but I'm okay with being an ear. I'm, maybe I'm, there is something we can do. Maybe your situation is different. Right, and maybe we can talk through some of the different um, ways that you could have your dogs cared for while you do spend a year in Korea. I'm not going to defer you or delete your orders based off of you calling me and telling me that you can't bring your dog, but I am going to talk to you about the ways the people before you have worked through an assignment such as Korea right. and having animals that they maybe can or can't bring or whatever. So it just helps to have that extra person to work through your situation, your, your own individual situation. I totally agree. I couldn't agree more. I think this has been an incredibly helpful topic and I appreciate you taking the time to be here with me on the day that you got promoted. <laughs> Thank you. I can't wait to get home with my family. But <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Sergeant Wooldridge. It was really awesome to get to talk to you about this, and I hope we get a ton more calls. I know our phones are constantly ringing, but I want them to ring more. I want to talk to people, and I want to help them in their career. Yeah, by all means, everyone, reach out. Absolutely.